Welcome to episode number 37 of Preston Jensen's podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Preston Jensen. Uh, for those of you who aren't new here, you can already tell things are a little bit different. Uh, no intro music yet. And that is because over this past weekend, um, my 11-year-old niece asked to interview me for one of her class projects. And when she got to my house for the interview, I asked her, I said, all right, how long is this interview going to take? And she said, oh, it'll probably last about seven minutes. And when we sat down, I was thinking, all right, she's probably a little bit nervous. Uh, it'll probably be a little bit quicker than seven minutes. But after a half hour, she was wrapping up her interview, and I was so impressed with how well she interviewed for her very first time that I thought, you know what? I'm going to take her interview and put it into my podcast and call it a podcast takeover. Hi guys, I'm Ellie and I'm here with my uncle, Preston, and my Genius Hour project is how does editing and how do you edit before posting a YouTube video? So I have a few questions for you. And my first question is, does editing get more views or likes on a video? You know, that's a very interesting, Ellie. First off, thanks for having me on your project. This is a lot of fun for me. Uh, usually I'm doing the interviewing on my podcast, but, uh, you know, I can't say that editing does get you more views on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I know I've talked about this in my podcast before, but all the amount of work you put into your podcast, I don't feel like that equates to views. And I also yeah. feel like people shouldn't be worried about the views because that doesn't really decipher the value of your overall channel. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm a follower of a lot of YouTube channels that have amazing editing and they've got millions of views. And I also am a follower of some people who don't do much editing, but they still have a lot of great uh, followers because they have an interesting story. And I think the story is the one thing that really gets people uh, hyped up about the YouTube channel. That's awesome. So my next question is, do you have an app that you use to edit? Uh, my favorite software to edit is Final Cut Pro. And okay. I guess uh, there's a lot of editing softwares out there that work yeah. wonderfully. But the reason I got Final Cut Pro is because I have an Apple computer <laughs> and you have to buy the editing software once. Okay. A lot of times... Uh, there's softwares out there that make you pay every month. So wow. I, I like it this way. It's a little bit cheaper for me, and I also like the software. Okay, that is very cool. Um, have you ever tried other apps? I actually have not. Um, when I started, I wanted to learn one app and get really good at that. Yeah. So when I dove into Final Cut Pro, I was excited to see that there's a lot of YouTube videos out there showing you how to use that app. That is very cool. So do you think you would ever like try to use a different app on anything? Uh, I guess you can never say never. Um, <laughs> if something better came out, I would definitely be able to jump ship and hopefully be able to learn that new software. Um, it seems like a lot of stuff does transfer over as far as learning one software. It seems like people are able to make the jump to other softwares, but uh, there's a little challenge there and uh, I hope Final Cut Pro keeps being supported and it's backed by a very good company. So 
you'd you'd imagine that it would be around for a long time and yeah. uh, hopefully i can keep using that that's sweet so does your editing take a long time it takes a very long time for me because i'm relatively new to the process um for some people they're able to edit videos very quickly yeah. for me i like to uh, sit down, edit a little bit, take a break, come back, see my project with a fresh set of eyes, and then edit some more. So for one video, I could sit down and edit for multiple hours, even though uh, you take a look at my videos and there's not much editing that I do. Mm -hmm. um, they're very simple. Um, I like to let my viewers see the real side of me. So yeah, uh, some videos are so edited, it seems like... Uh, the story is fake where yeah. I like to make things real. If there's some mistakes, I'm going to make mistakes. So, yeah. uh, it's kind of fun to show my viewers that side yeah. of things. too. Everybody makes mistakes. Right. Um, so do you think the more you do YouTube, you think, do you think, um, it's going to take you shorter to edit? I hope so. Uh, <laughs> that's always the goal is to try and streamline your workflow so that you can do less and less work while getting uh, a better reward or a better product. So, um, but the thing I'm finding out is the, the better I get at editing, uh, the more I want to learn and the more, uh, difficult processes I want to learn yeah. throughout the whole thing. So I'm thinking, uh, that in the future, it'll probably take me just as long for each video. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you obviously have really good stuff to like edit and start like getting ready for a YouTube video. Do you think you would need all this stuff, though, to, like, have a good YouTube video or channel? Uh, that's interesting. That's a good question because uh, a lot of the people I've had on my podcast say, you know, just get started. Mm -hmm. uh, the best thing to do, you can uh, use a cell phone. You can use the yeah. equipment you've got to tell your story. And uh, I, I agree with that. Uh, but on the same side, as you level up and the better quality equipment you get, it definitely helps with the overall process. So yeah. uh, I guess there's two sides to that. Uh, definitely start with whatever you've got because uh, uh, a lot of times uh, your cell phone, I mean, it's got a great camera on it. It's yeah. got a great microphone on it. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people have started a YouTube channel with just a cell phone. So yeah. uh, start with what you've got. But if you're able to level up and make your life yeah. a little bit easier, uh, definitely go that route as well. Okay, so my next question is, for a podcast or YouTube video, how long do you say it takes you to, like, set up for it? Uh, each one is a little bit different, and the setup process is getting a little bit easier for me just yeah. because uh, I've been doing so many. Um, but I would say for each podcast, I don't know, it probably takes a few hours of setup just before uh, podcast interview, because wow. not only do you have to make sure all of your equipment is working, but you got to make sure your guest's equipment is working with what you've got going mm -hmm. on. So it does take a lot of time. Yeah. And, uh, another thing that people overlook when they're starting a podcast is scheduling. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's tough because a lot of the people I've had on my podcasts are in different time zones. So, oh, um, that's so, kind of crazy. so it, it gets things, uh, uh, it, it's tough to schedule just because, uh, like one of my guests was from Bulgaria. So, wow. uh, that's kind of far away. So it's, it's very far <laughs> away, but it's, it's a lot of fun, uh, to try and coordinate all these things. And when it all comes together, yeah. it's definitely worthwhile. Cool. 
So you have really good YouTube videos because of your editing and Thank setup you. <laughs> and stuff. So do you, would you say, like, if I was to start a YouTube channel, would this be as good as it if I just had a cell phone or anything? You know what? I think uh, it all depends on what people are posting. If you've got a good yeah. story to tell and uh, people are interested, you're going to get a following. Um, uh, I think uh, you could make uh, – there's definitely people that are talented enough – uh, definitely to make a better YouTube channel than I've made with this equipment with their cell phone. <laughs> but um, some people, um, they've got the fanciest equipment and they're also very talented at uh, storytelling. So uh, I think the best advice I've been given through all the people I've interviewed on my podcast mm -hmm. is um, it seems like everyone wishes they would have started uh, sooner. That's their biggest regret is yeah. that they, they didn't just push record. They didn't, they, everyone was waiting until they got more equipment and mm -hmm. tried to learn new stuff. But yeah. the best way to learn is to learn under fire with all of this editing and podcasting and stuff. Uh, the only way to learn is try it out for yourself. See how it works. Do you wish you would have started earlier? Absolutely. I really wish I would have started earlier. Um, I've had a blast with my podcast and the thing I like about this most it's just a hobby for me um yeah but uh i like helping people with my videos and mm -hmm. i really like meeting people uh interviewing them for my podcast it's yeah. amazing how cool people are it's a great community um so how long have you been doing youtube for that's a good question i don't even <laughs> really know the answer to that i've been making videos for quite a while but i really haven't started to make uh uh, podcasts and stuff regularly like I am now. Uh, well, I guess I can say this. I've made like 35 or 36 weeks straight of making a podcast. Wow. So uh, my videos haven't been coming out as regularly because it takes mm -hmm. me a lot more time to edit the videos. But uh, yeah, for my podcast, I've been going for about that length of time. So mm. Okay. So for your podcast, um, would you say that um, you've been doing that for like, because uh, you just started that, didn't you? Yep, about thirty six weeks. I've oh, been doing okay. It, so, so um, would you say that your YouTube videos um, have gotten like is the right amount of subscribers for like how long you've been doing it? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, there's definitely people uh, I subscribe to a guy who just. Uh, he started about a year ago and he's got over a million subscribers. Like Charlie D'Amelio? Uh, nope. I guess <laughs> she I... has, she's on TikTok. Okay. But she's only been doing it for a year and she has about, um, 101 million people. Oh my goodness. Well, well, you are <laughs> filling me in. Her. I actually haven't even heard of this creator, but I'm, really? sure, I'm sure she's very good. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, so, but for my channel, for as long as I've been on, I've only got like 230 subscribers. And uh, that's pretty good, though. Uh, I, you know, uh, there's definitely more, and I enjoy or I appreciate each and every one of my subscribers, but uh, everyone always wants more. Uh, and I don't think, uh, like, if you ask me, would you like more subscribers? The answer is absolutely. I'd love to have yeah. way more subscribers, but. 
I guarantee if you ask someone with a million subscribers, they'd say the exact same thing. Like, yes, I want way more subscribers than a million. <laughs> so when is it ever enough? I don't know. I guess, uh, as humans, we're always, uh, we're just wired to kind of be greedy in that sense. So, uh, I don't know when it's ever enough to be honest. Um, well, yeah, that's pro everybody probably wants more. Yep. Um, have you ever had like somebody who had a big YouTube channel or anything like that ever comment or follow you? Yes. I've had a lot of people that have, uh, have huge channels that have followed wow. me. And, uh, the best part about that is a lot of those people who have followed me have actually been on my podcast. So, uh, a lot of the guests I've had have way bigger followings than me on YouTube. And that's why it's fun for me to learn from these people who have huge followings. Mm -hmm. uh, they've learned from the best yeah, and they actually are professionals. I'm not a professional. I'm just, <laughs> this is a hobby. This is fun for me. I like <laughs> learning this, but I'm in training to be better. So I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, so for the lighting for on your YouTube videos, does that have to, does it have to be perfect? Um, I would say that I still haven't nailed my lighting. Um, but I would say this, that, um, I think the lighting, uh, and Ellie actually helped me set up this lighting before this <laughs> interview. So she got a little taste of what it, what it takes to just set up lighting. Yeah. But, uh, I would say the lighting has had the biggest effect on my overall product. Uh, as far as YouTube goes, like as far as equipment goes, I feel like the lighting has upped my value of production more than yeah. the fancy camera or the, um, you know, the foam panels around yeah. the room and stuff like that. So I feel like lighting is super important. And, uh, I've had a guest on my show that actually, uh, does lighting tutorials online, wow. um, and uh, she even talks about the importance of lighting. So, yes, mm -hmm. uh, to answer your question, lighting is super important. So what do you think the most important part of a podcast or YouTube video is? Uh, to me, it's the story. Uh, the most important part for me is that someone, uh, I don't know who these people are who are subscribing to me all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know all the people who are listening to my podcast, but... Mm -hmm. The most important part for me is that I'm growing as a person. I'm getting more yeah. confident public speaking. I'm mm -hmm. getting more confident in my editing skills. And uh, and my viewers are getting value out of the content that I'm creating. So that would be the most important thing for me. Okay. So do you think YouTube would help somebody that's not really um, comfortable with speaking to people if they started YouTube? Do you think it would help them? Like, become more? Absolutely. I think uh, that's a big part of YouTube is it helps you get out of your comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know when I started, I pushed record on this camera here and I thought, oh boy, this is totally intimidating. I don't <laughs> want to keep this up, but I thought, you know what? It doesn't make me comfortable, but I want to be comfortable in that yeah. situation. So it has helped me learn to be comfortable talking in front of a camera, mm -hmm. which is still weird to me. I don't know if that'll ever <laughs> get normal, but, or talking to my Rodecaster Pro, this microphone yeah. here, um, sometimes I don't have guests on my podcast and then I'm just yeah. talking to the microphone for half hour or 45 <laughs> minutes by myself. And that's tough. And that's something I want to get better at. 
So when you first started um, YouTubing, uh, did you have a phone or did you have a camera that you used? You know, when I started, I was in a little bit of a different situation. I had started a drone business and yeah. <laughs> I had been getting a little bit of an income stream from my drone business. Yeah. And I was using money from my drone business to purchase yeah. equipment for my YouTube channel. So when I started, yeah. I had my Sony a6400, which is a nice camera. Yes, it's very nice. But there's definitely way higher end yeah. cameras that uh, people can use. Yeah. But so I, I came into YouTube with some nicer equipment that I didn't need, um, but... Uh, I've been slowly getting nicer equipment, nicer equipment, using the yeah. money I've made from my drone business. Yeah. But uh, So, no, I guess I didn't start my YouTube channel on a cell phone. Okay. So, my next question is, um, do you say that um, your equipment that you have was um, better if you go up? Or do you think some things that are, like, just, you know, kind of just middle of the road yeah are better like they have some better qualities than higher stuff absolutely uh for example the microphones you're talking into yeah uh, when i was getting this set up i was thinking about getting a sure sm7b and that's a higher end microphone than what we're using yeah. right now for example that microphone is 400 dollars for just that wow. one microphone that's a lot <laughs> but then i watched uh, a video of some people I've had actually on my podcast, uh, they were on the, they had a YouTube video showing the difference between the Shure SM7B and these Rodecaster pod mics. Yeah. And the cost of one of these pod mics is a hundred dollars. So I thought, Hey, yeah. if, if uh, I just got a couple road mics, that's still yeah. half of what I was going to pay for one Shure SM7B. And wow. <laughs> the quality is very similar. Yeah. Um, Yes, the Shure SM7B is a nicer quality. I mm -hmm. do like the sound of it better, but I thought, yeah. you know what? There's an opportunity there to save some money and still get good quality. Yeah, so one of my last questions All is, right. what are like the steps of editing? Like, do you have to put stuff together? Do you have to, well, uh, like put in some different like music and stuff and... Absolutely. It is a long process yeah. and it's a process people kind of overlook when you're watching a video. A lot of times the good editors, um, they're so good at editing that when you're watching their videos, you don't even notice something's been edited. Yeah. And, uh, well, you're going to see a little bit about this process because I'm going to make, or I'm going to have you help me with putting all this editing together. So we'll Yikes. see about that. Uh, you'll probably be able to answer this question a little bit better after you do the whole process, but uh -huh. yeah, there definitely is a process. So for this video, we've got one camera here. We've got a cell phone over here. We've got the Rodecaster Pro. And now when we get everything recorded, now what do we do with it? We've got to mash all that together, get everything synced up the way it should be synced up, make the interview a little bit more interesting. So people aren't always just looking at us on this main screen. Hopefully they'll be able to see us on there yeah. if that's recording mm -hmm. like it should be, but we'll see. <laughs> but that's the next thing. Sometimes you get done with a podcast or an, or a video and, oh, no, I forgot to record the audio or I forgot to hit record on the main camera or the cell phone. Yeah. And then from that point, you just got to do your best with what you've got. So Okay. 
So my one of my last questions again is the sound like in a room like how do you block out the sound and stuff because I see you have like some blankets and some foam stuff. How does that like help block out the sound? Right and basically what we're doing here is in our basement um, we've got hard tile floors and yeah. if you don't cover that up you're going to get echoing back into the microphone mm -hmm. and that doesn't sound good for people listening to it with headphones and stuff like that. Yeah. That gets annoying and people will turn off your stuff. A lot of people say that uh, well I had an audio I think he was an audio engineer on my podcast describe it very well to me that uh, he said a lot of times when you're watching TV yeah uh, you're not you're just kind of listening, you're doing something else. And when you hear mm -hmm. something interesting, you look back at the TV. Yeah. And if the video on the TV isn't the greatest, you s you're still interested because you're getting good audio. Yeah. But he said, if you're watching a show and the audio's bad, a lot of times you turn it off. You don't even watch that mm -hmm. show because you can't hear it. So yeah. um, one of the things that I like to do is put up sound blankets. I've got foam uh, sound paneling around the room. We're actually, our chairs are on a blanket to try and muffle the echoing. So there's a lot of stuff that goes into audio. And a lot of people, after the fact, after they get the audio into a software, they go in and clean up the audio even more. Yeah. So a lot of people edit their audio before they even put it into the video as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that you probably don't even think about when you're watching YouTube videos, but these yeah. <laughs> people put in a lot of time with what they yeah. do. And uh, it's nice because a, a lot of people are doing it just to help out the community. Um, so one of my last questions is um, you have some drone stuff that you do on your YouTube channel, but I also have seen you like make a mic out of a baseball bat and stuff like that. What would you say your main, like, theme or purpose on your channel is? That's a very good question because I would love to have one specific, mm -hmm. like, uh, niche on yeah. YouTube where I just talked about drone stuff or I just yeah. talked about technology, and I don't have that. Uh, a lot of yeah. my videos are just all over the place, and they have to do with, uh, I guess, the only thing that it's got in common is... They're all interests of mine. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this summer you might see me out fishing. Who knows? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of people who have great channels that just talk about one thing, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And that's a good way to gain a following because they know yeah. when they come to your channel, they know what they're there for. Mm -hmm. uh, where with my channel, I guess you're never going to know what you get. So. <laughs> so my last question is, does it draw people more attention to a YouTube channel with just one theme or multiple stuff like they just go all over the place? Because I know some people that like all over the place because then, you know, you know, it's a surprise to see what YouTube video they're going to come up with. Yep. And I guess I don't know the answer to that. I wish I had the answer. Yeah. But uh, like channels like mine, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like. To me, if I were to guess, I would say that yeah. if someone stuck with a specific topic, yeah. that they would get a following quicker than if you're all over the place. Because that I, makes sense. I notice because uh, if I make a video about this microphone here or whatever, and people are interested, and I, you can look at the analytics and see, oh, you've got yeah. five people subscribed because of this video or whatever. 
and then I make a video about my drone and people unsubscribe, then it's like, oh, they must be here for yeah the audio stuff and not the drone stuff. But yeah, there are channels like Casey Neistat uh, where he's doing a vlog about what he's doing every day, and it seems to be different stuff every day. But he's able to tie everything together with a perfect story. Yeah. And he's got an amazing following, an amazing channel. And so I guess it all depends on the situation. And I wish I knew the answer to that because that's probably what I'd go with on my channel if I knew the answer. Yeah. Well, I like how you go, like, kind of all over the place on your channel. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this interview with well, me. You definitely gave me some facts I needed to know. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun to be on this side of an yeah. interview. And uh, I look forward to all the stuff you're going to be creating because I know you're very creative. Uh, for those of you who don't know, in some of my videos, she's even made the music for it. So uh, it's yep. been fun to uh, uh, see how your creativity is uh, shining through in your videos and your projects like this. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much for letting me interview you.